well, they're here. The queens are here. They're here. Guys, they're, the queens are here. There's, there's, there's 13 of them, not 12. Nope. <laughs> nope. There are 13 queens, and they are here, and it is Drag Race Season 12. And it is your birthday. And... Uh, yeah, season 12. You know, uh, many people thought we were going to have a season five All-Stars season first. And we found out, you know, maybe a few weeks ago from a lovely OG Mary uh, that actually, according to TV Time app, uh, in fact, season 12 was first. The rumors were true. And you know what? I'm, I'm, I am happy to have a, a new crop of queens before All-Stars. Do you think so? Oh, yes. I am... I feel like to answer your question, I will also sort of say on a larger meta level, like, ooh, just to catch my breath and say, look at this. We are at the beginning of a brand new season. 13 new queens. We are over the, you know, well, starting in like March. Over that number of weeks, we're going to be queening out about them. We're going to be falling in love with some of them. We're going to be like, oh, I just don't like her about some of them. We're going to have feelings. We're going to be in them. We're going to be out of them. And it's just so weird to think of like, to kind of now answer your question it's so weird to think of like oh my god like i don't know what i don't know about the season 12 queens and my future relationship with them you know what i mean oh sure yeah and you know i'm reminded of last season when you know you have a new crop of queens and you really have no idea what to think except for the ones that maybe you've heard of Mm -hmm. and and in this season obviously i'm familiar with three of them uh, and the rest are all pretty new. Uh, there's been a lot of drama around just the cast in general, whether that's where they're from or what gender they are. And I, I you know, it's, it, it's all very thought-provoking. Um, but I am excited to see what happens because, yeah, we've been here before uh, not knowing anything. And I've avoided lots of spoilers. So, yeah, I don't know anything. I can make lots of guesses, which I will, uh, that will hold no weight nor water. Yeah, uh, right. I mean, because I think if we went back, we always – and I think it's a good disclaimer to make is that when we do these Meet the Queens episodes, in some ways, like, our intention is to be wrong because, like – I use the Trinity Taylor example from season nine. We went into season nine and meet the Queens. And it was just like, I remember not being excited about her and not being excited about that look and thinking, okay, well at least know who the riffraff is. And it felt really (laughs) good to be wrong about how great she was. And I think being wrong, not just about, Oh, um, well that queen's probably going to go home first or, Oh, she's definitely the front runner. Like beyond that, I think it's always the pleasant surprise of the first impression and like who I thought someone was from the, from the beginning. And then everything you learn about, like, for example, what a queen like that can do that you might have not expected. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's also part of the challenge of drag race is putting these queens in situations that push them out of their comfort zones, right? Come out of their shell. Yeah. Yeah. It's a valuable uh, and, lesson learned and, from season seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to do things that, you know, they didn't know that they could do and that they can. Um, and I think Trinity is actually a really great example, uh, not just for our first impression of her, but also because she was a pageant queen and 
very much a pageant queen, but also was like, yeah, and I can do so much more than that type of drag. Yeah. And she proved it, and mm -hmm. it was great. Yeah, she won design challenges and acting challenges, and, um, you know, and I think the spirit of that, I think, is sort of coming through this season in kind of my first impression from watching the Meet the Queens videos and, and kind of the the types of drag that are being shown this season or the, or more, I should say more appropriately, the way the Queens are talking about their drag this season. It feels like there is this running theme of like, I'm not just one type of queen. I can do this. I can do that. And I know we've heard that before, but I feel like it's like, oh, you finally get it. You have to be able to kind of do everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, oh, right, right. You have to be a queen of all trades, yeah. if you will. Uh, I also noticed a theme with many of them that they said in their kind of like meet the queen interviews, uh, you know, I'm not bad. I'm just painted that way. There was always something like that. Like I may look like a bitch, but I'm actually really nice. And in one case, one of them was like, well, I am a bitch. <laughs> oh, I know. I mean, I if I had a nickel for every time someone in some way, in some form said, I'm I'm a total sweetheart, but you got on my bad side and I can be the biggest bitch. I can't. I just can't. It is. It is. It's just such a cliche. And I when it happened with these Meet the Queens, I couldn't help but feel like, OK, I'm less excited about you. <laughs> and I know that's fair yeah, an unfair, yeah. you know, judgment, but, you know. I'm a well, all judgments are inherently kind of unfair when you don't really meet them, when they're presented in this glossy, mm -hmm. edited, three-minute clip, you know. So, so inherently, we understand that our judgments are unfair in a way because we don't know these people. But no. I will say and agree with you that, yeah, it's, it's a little tired. And at the same time, I think drag – for, for many types of drag queens, uh, not all types, but many types of drag queens, the look is supposed to be severe. I think of Dragula performers, right? It's like, yeah, when I walk into the room, I want you to be afraid of me because it's, it, it's just how it is. It's how I grab the attention, mm -hmm. right? And so I feel like with the severeness of sh like bitchy shoulders, right? There were a lot of bitchy shoulders in oh, these promo looks. yes. Well, and I think Dragula, that's a great reference because there is – either from the casting or the Meet the Queens theme or I don't know, or the editing of the Meet the Queens video, I, I, getting such strong Dragula vibes, such strong vibes of, you know, I think it was, um, was it Aiden who was kind of talking about doing like m this sort of monster spooky drag. And I, I was like, what show am I watching? And I'm, I'm not mad about it, but it's just interesting how I think, Whereas in season six, a queen like Milk kind of stood out. It's like, oh, oh, who are you? Now I kind of feel like a queen like Milk would fit right in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly. Just, you know, trying to push some boundaries. Yeah, you know, I, I think with when I think of uh, the Dragula thing and the connections that people are making with this promo and Dragula, I didn't necessarily get from the edit and the music Dragula because a lot of the Meet the Queen promo things were like this before. Uh, I think of, I think it was two seasons ago with Sasha Valore. It was kind of grungy and kind of dark, this hallway that they had to walk down and whatnot. The, the Dragula reference that I got was just kind of how spooky Evie was when she was introducing the, the, 
queens coming through and it was like this you know altered voice and it was just her head uh and so it seemed kind of futuristic and then they were in this like back lot warehouse that was decorated with barrels uh and you know and that was that's what kind of brought me to Dragula kind of low budge oh, but otherwise yeah. I don't know I I didn't necessarily get Dragula especially when you have the queens coming through and I'm like well I don't know uh, I guess one or two of them I could see on a season of Dracula, but uh, a lot of them, it was it was clear how they were entering the dress, so to speak. I think it's the barrels. <clears throat> I think you you put a couple of painted black barrels in a you know on a, on a soundstage, and you know there's spiders immediately all over my tits, all over them. Yeah, what about what about dirty barrels is expensive? Yeah, yeah. what about season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race is expensive? <laughs> yeah, who was the one? Oh my god, was it Nikki Doll? Who uh no, it wasn't Nikki Doll. It was uh one of them had the 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 the, the bat. Oh, that was Nikki Doll, yes, who hit the That can. was Nikki Doll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she she, hit the, she barrel. Hit the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, oh, is she going to have to pay for that? Yeah. Is she going to jump from there? Is she going to be in debt from there? Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, it's a prop. Yeah. She ruined. Yeah. Props to you, mama. <laughs> <laughs> Those may just be props uh, to you, mama, but we got to return them. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. They was, those were rented. Yeah. So those yeah. aren't yours. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. Those no, are I rented. Can- I could imagine her hitting them, hitting it with a bat, and then being like, "Nikki, wait, wait, Nikki, Nikki, Nikki." Nikki. And she's like, <laughs> "I, I do not care. I don't care. That's my French." Um. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She's just like, "I no, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah." Je suis la jumvia, no. Arrête, arrête, Vanessa. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, I thought that was very funny, and you know, she kind of walks away. I can imagine them just editing out this. Nikki, wait, don't hit the other ones, right? Please. Right, Nikki. Nikki <laughs> oh, we're not able to afford this. Uh, <laughs> do you think Absolute will sponsor us again? We're really in the hole. <laughs> call Jeffrey. I know he yelled at you. Just call him. I mean, ugh. Uh, talk about staring down the barrel of a gun. Um, uh, yeah, you just got to hope that like Jeffrey's done some the, ketamine injections over the past few years and has lightened up a little. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm going with barrel, Mary. Oh. And she's a barrel of laughs, oh. a barrel of bats. I'm, <laughs> so I'm still I'm still trapped in the car with Jeffrey Moran <laughs> pulling away from a gig. Oh, he's on Fire Island still, yeah. Mary, at the sip and twirl. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, good for him. Good for him. Lap it up. Uh, well, <laughs> lap it mm-hmm. up. Uh, uh, so, yeah, so, yeah, the Dragula thing, I thought that was interesting how people were making those connections because, uh, you know, Dragula is a lot bigger now. And I know that people are uh, referencing Dragula, especially about the success of, you know, non cis male drag performers when it comes to female drag and uh, trans performers you know we were talking uh in our season seven reunion episode about the success of many trans performers on drag race iterations and uh and so that's also been 
in the reception of this cast, which, you know, not, to, not for nothing, it is part of the discussion, but I hope it doesn't completely overshadow the talent of these drag queens, which are also valid, right? Yeah, <clears throat> right. Like, it's, I think it's, it's a conversation, but it shouldn't invalidate the 13 folks who were, you know, brought onto the show. And I, um, I think it's a tricky situation, and I, I think that there's... There's a lot of conversation. Uh, I would say that Carmen Carrera posting on Twitter that RuPaul is the Hitler um, false prophet of the LGBTQ community is probably not where the conversation needs to go. But, you know, go off, sis. So, yeah, I mean, call out fa false prophets all over. Hollywood and our television screens, right? I mean, you think of any pop star that might misspeak, right? None of them are prophets. None of them are, are, are quote-unquote idols. I think that's always a problem when we think of things that way in general. So in that sense, like, I understand uh, how RuPaul shouldn't be this, you know, idol figure spokesperson for uh but yeah that i mean i that's think that's finding rich... that's finding a very generous reading of carmen carrera where she literally calls him hitler i mean oh no no oh well yes mm -hmm. yes i'm 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 only speaking about that that one sure. one comment about false prophets mm -hmm. but yes yeah oh yeah no it was that that's being very dramatic, but, you know, don't you love a dramatic drag queen yeah. or performer? I, I mean, yeah. that's what Twitter's there for, you know? So, um, <laughs> I, you're right. I mean, everyone's like, I think you can say whatever you want. Like, you're entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to your take on things. You just got to be uh, cool with what, your, with the responses, you know? Sure. You know, and I have to say, I, I commend people like Detox who, I mean, she called out, you know, you know, what is it, Taggletail, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, and said, you know, all drag is valid, uh, quit with the feigned inclusivity, which, you know, is is her perception of it all. And, you know, she has a huge platform. And for her to say that is is a big thing uh, and, and very powerful. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I, uh, and again, you know, say what you will. Speak out. Do what you will. But also know what comes back, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, nobody should be silenced, but... Um, it's, uh, yeah, I've said my piece. There you go, Mary. Well, let's jump into these Meet the Queens, uh, this cast, if you will, of season 12, 12 drag queens dragging, if you will. Um, I thought it was 13. Uh, oh, it is 13, right. Oh, God. Yeah, damn. it's a baker's dozen. I can't even make a 12 days of Christmas reference. Yeah, <laughs> nice try. Um... <laughs> Uh, so should we should we go in the order of, uh, of of things? I think it's just alphabetical. That's what I was thinking. Is let's uh, let's do that. Let's talk about um, some uh, some thoughts, some takes, some hot takes, some takeaways from these queens. Uh, starting All with right. Aiden Zane. Aiden Zane, twenty nine from Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. No, I think just Georgia. I right? think from like uh, yes, I well Aiden said that um i feel like because we just had this whole conversation about trans folks that my, i do not know folks in general what the their gender identity their preferred gender pronouns are so i'm gonna probably just i'm just gonna use she across the board because mm. they're being drag performers so everyone's a she and if i'm wrong i'm wrong but i'm speaking about your drag character so aiden 
Um, she says that she's from like the middle of nowhere, Georgia, and and this is a queen. And I know we can't compare queens, but it's a it's relevant because it's a very similar story to Scaredy Cat on Drag Race UK. How so? Scaredy Cat was also a queen who, well, was very was obviously much younger. Uh, was from the middle of nowhere. Didn't really have a drag scene to kind of go out and participate or like do their drag in. And so, for the most part, she was you know a bedroom queen, an Instagram queen, mm. and just kind of like created it all from home. And I think like that seems to be Aiden's story as well. And I think is a lot of drag queen stories. Oh, yeah. One of the others this season also talked about being a, a bedroom queen. Mm -hmm. uh, and when we get there, I'll find it. But uh, it's somewhere in my notes. Um, yeah. Uh, Aiden was serving Leather Tuscadero, uh, this kind of burlesque Betty Boop look. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. I, it, kind of a clown situation. Sort of a sure, little, bit, little bit, sure. bit of a sad clown. Yeah. Sad clown. Um, yeah, I think that she talks about how her drag kind of meets horror and cartoon, um, which I think will be interesting to see. She made an alien from species reference. Uh, so I was like, okay, work. Yeah, I mean, anytime a queen knows who Natasha Henstridge is, I guess I'm kind of like, <laughs> all right, she knows her references. Totally. Yeah, you know, I will see how Aiden does um, on the show. Uh, if I'm going to kind of guess where where things lie i i'm curious how they do in an acting challenge mm -hmm. yeah this is a queen i think with these i think with queens who are more bedroom queens or queens who've kind of done kind of created their drag you know in the in the safety of their own home what i'm always interested in is how they then kind of how it responds to different atmosphere, you know, like once you right. bring that outside, like once you bring that around other drag performers, particularly ones who are maybe used to, for example, like performing at a bar and being part of of a, a, a night of, you know, four other Queens performing. Um, it's interesting, interesting to see how this like mixes with that. And um, I think, if we were to look at the example of Scaredy Cat, I mean, I don't think Scaredy Cat should have gone home when she did on Drag Race UK, but I think the the ways in which she stood out were kind of exciting and different and like like were just sort of surprising. And I think with Aiden, it could be similar where it's like, oh, wow, you have your own interpretation because it's not informed by like what's trending in the clubs. But whether or not that works is a different story. Yeah, who knows on a on a drag show that is about knowing your references, you wonder uh how many references Aiden can put on that she knows, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh but she's 29, so she's had her 20s to, you know, uh figure that out. I mean, for God's sake, if you're on the cusp of 30 and you don't have your references, Shame on you. Shame, shame. <laughs> Don't call me lady. Yeah. Don't call me lady. I come in here. <laughs> <laughs> We don't make these references. No, we lose them. <laughs> uh, you know, quick little side tangent very quickly about, uh, I think you mentioned, like, I know we're not supposed to compare queens. Uh, I think there's a difference between comparing queens and, you know, commenting on how one queens reminds me of this reference, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, not for nothing, I it's a, it's a TV show. And I think not 
kind of comparing the queens would be not acknowledging the producers casting formula. That's very true. And I think, you know, yes, ending on that, I think it's also like it's a point of reference in the very beginning. It's a it's a point of reference of like, oh, OK, um, this is reminiscent of this. Like it's it, it's it's somewhere to start with a queen that you don't know. But I mean, I think there's probably been so many queens where we said like, like, for example, I think pheromone and thinking like that she was going to be like oh like courtney act or something and she was nothing like courtney Mm. act but it's like a place to start yeah this happens every season Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. it happens every season when we just don't know who this queen is what what they're about and i also love the assumption that like each drag queen is unique because that's very true but most drag comes from references to pop culture and current events. So drag basically drags up what we already know and then fucks with it. Right. So having a resemblance to another queen is actually pretty common and expected if they are referencing the same types of things. Now, that is not to say, like, I think saying something like, oh, she's the poor man's detox, you know, like, that's shitty. Right. Why would you say oh, that? Oh, totally, know? totally, yeah. Like, I think... An example, which is kind of bringing us into the next queen alphabetically, Britta, I think you could look at Britta, you could see, you know, like her aesthetic and that she's also from New York and, you know, her age and could be like, oh, okay, this is just like another peppermint, you know? And yeah, there may be some aesthetic similarities, but like a totally different queen, totally different queen, even though they're from the same city and they probably perform together. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. I think it's just like, yeah, there's, there's also certain illusions and fantasies that inspire drag looks. And, and you could say that like, for example, Britta's promo look, it's like, I, it's like, Oh, I could see peppermint looking really great in that look. There's a positive way of saying it, you know? Right, right. Exactly. And you know, I, I don't know, there's drag families and families, of drag queens that just kind of keep similar through lines, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and so I think it's okay when they're when it's referential, but you're not kind of downplaying who that queen is or might be. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's a TV show, and I think if if we do it, you know, consciously and uh, knowingly, I think it I think it's okay. Yeah, uh, you know, well, it's 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 how it goes. But Britta Filter, oh my God, Britta Filter, I. I love Britta Filter. I've seen Britta Filter many, many times in New York. I'm really excited that she's on this season. Uh, I think she was on that like web series Shade Queens of New York. Yes, that uh, old series from like 2006, the like Queens of New yeah. York City. Yeah. Right, right. So Britta, one of my biggest memories of Britta, first of all, Britta, she's always, I've always seen her out kind of smoking a cigarette. And so you can always talk to her if you're outside. But uh, she does, she's, she used to do host karaoke at pieces. And she would sing this version of Creep by Radiohead. And to hear a drag queen singing Creep is, uh, you know, I think of Hollow Eve, right? It's just so high art to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great choice. It's a great lip sync slash, you know, live vocals choice for a drag queen or a queer performer or anyone who's just trying to like, you know, hit that nerve. Yeah. And I I don't know, Mary. I'm getting Britta Filter goes far vibes. I think Britta is super fucking talented. I think she 
she presents on camera very authentically. Uh, the whole tongue popping moment, I just loved. And uh, she's got a great laugh. And I am so excited that she's on this season. And so I put her, you know, top four, top five. I, uh, yes, I think that she has, she's great on camera. That was the one of the big takeaways I had from her Meet the Queens video was like, oh, she's great on TV. This is like, this is a great fit. I'm, I was super charmed by her. I was like, it was just one of those things where by the end of the Meet the Queens video, I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to see more of you. And I think that's... Mm. That's kind of what these hot takes for me are is by the end of that video, am I really excited or I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll see you there, you know? And uh, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll see when we get there, but she, I'm very excited by. And I think, um, you know, when you think about like her personality and the way that she's coming across in this video, it's like, oh, well, RuPaul and the judges are going to lap you up. No pun intended. Water and Brita and all that stuff. So... <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was unfortunate that they put her name through a filter. Yeah, it's uh, unfortunate yeah, that that got yeah. filtered out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, God. Because it, I don't know, it just takes so much away from what she's presenting. I don't know. It's, uh, uh, yeah, I, it's strange. I mean, I, I think that, I think that Jan might have gotten uh, a more severe uh, yes. in terms of amputation, but Britta, it's still something significant has been lost by taking off the last name. That's right. <laughs> and what I love about Britta is how many people in New York just fucking love her. Like Queens and uh, fans, you know, mm -hmm. like everybody loves Britta. Uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm over the moon about Britta being on this season. Yeah, she's, uh, she is one, she's one to watch. She's one, a uh, cool drink of water. <laughs> uh, so Crystal Method, speaking of cool, uh, Springfield, Missouri, 28 years old. Uh, what what did you make of this elven queen? This is another queen who I'm very excited to see more of. I've, I'd never heard of her before. I, you know, uh, I love that she's from Missouri. Uh, I love that we're getting queens from other places. I, this was another queen where right off the bat, like by the end of the video, I, I was excited to see more. I think that she, I know that it's very easy to say, oh, she's reminiscent of Milk. But the thing that I was getting a similar feeling of was like, she's, it seemed like a similar sense of humor where it reminds me of when on the Snatch Game episode of season five and Milk says to RuPaul, well, you know, I, uh, I want to keep your expectations low so I can, you know, wow you later and like she's clearly aware that she's making a joke but they kind of <clears throat> edit her as if she's not self-aware and i mm. feel like crystal has a similar sense of humor where she'll say something that is it sounds like she's not self-aware but she's totally in on the joke and there's like a wink and i think oh, that i'm really excited by is that she seems like a like a, a clever rabbit yeah i loved her look i loved how kind of not human but human it still was. Uh, and how, yeah, how she's basically like, yeah, I don't really always dress like a girl uh, or, a, a, you know, a woman. She's a, she's a budget queen, mm -hmm. if you will. Uh, she's more inspired by club kids. I think that's very on brand for what we kind of like on All Right, Mary. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed her. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, do I think she's going to go far? I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, uh, I will say that... Um, 
out of drag, her her real name is Cody Harness, and I feel like there are <laughs> drag performers, or excuse me, porn performers the world over that would kill to have that name. So, <laughs> million girls would kill for a million that girls. Would, yeah, a million twinks <laughs> would kill for that that performance name. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's I yeah I'm, I'm super gooped for Crystal. Yeah, yeah. Let's move over to the House of Aja yeah. uh, with Dahlia Sin uh, from L.A. Uh, talking about, you know, Dracula. this was a former spooky queen. This was a former spooky queen. And I, you had mentioned speaking of Dracula, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, if I didn't rind back the tape and mention that Aiden is, uh, Aiden is, how, Aiden is very close with St. Lucia. Hey, Saint, hey, Saint. They, they say, I think they, say. they are drag sisters, excuse me. I think mm. were they in a relationship? I don't know. In any event, another Dragula connection. But yeah, Dahlia Sin was a spooky queen. Yeah. And what's interesting is the name Dahlia, because there's <clears throat> Dahlia Black and then Dahlia. I know. Right? Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> it's it's really it, it's the um it's the Davenport of uh Dragula. Yeah, you know, this was, uh, I thought this Meet the Queen's little interview was very funny because she talks about her and Jada being co-trades of the season. Uh, This was the queen that's like, oh, you know, people think I'm a bitch, which is kind of true, but I'm super sweet to anyone until you cross me Mm -hmm. because she's petty. I'm uh, the biggest sweetheart, but if you cross (laughs) me, I'll be the biggest bitch you've ever met. Ugh. (laughs) Uh, I got to say, though, She's gorgeous, uh, a gorgeous painter, right? Like it's it's very kind of posh. Uh, I thought of you when she said kawaii. I um, yes, I thought of um, <laughs> I thought of Santino Rice, kawaii Rue, and that <laughs> took me out. Yeah, uh, you know her 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 runway look was very kind of bubblegum and pink, which is. The opposite of what I was expecting from the intro video, you know? Mm-hmm. I, you know, it reminds me of with Dragula season three when we kind of did the Meet the Queens. And I remember saying, eh, Louisiana Purchase hasn't really made any, much of an impact on me yet. We'll see what happens. And obviously, grew to fall in love with Louise. I'm having a similar chapter one with Dahlia where I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll see you when I get there. But I may just be, you know... Uh, in the confessional box every week after falling in love with Dahlia Sin. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I, you know, we sure hope so. But uh, for me, Dahlia kind of rubbed me a little the wrong way. And I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if this this kind of arrogance is going to go very far in the workroom or on the runway. I hear that. I I agree. I find that, you know, that, that brazen confidence, I think, has to be tempered by something. You know, Violet Chachki, Aquaria, like, you can be really confident, but there has to be some, like, thing to actually like about you. Because, as Rita Rudner once said, there's nothing funny about a person who's good-looking and confident. Mm, yes, well said. And that was the thing with Dahlia, is she was, tr- like, describing her drag, and I was like, well, I still don't get it. Uh, and I'm like, okay, so you're, you're, you're pretty, uh, you're gorgeous, and what else? Oh, you're a bitch. Yeah. So I was like, uh, I don't know, man. We'll Some see. of the queens had a deep, seemed to have a deeper thought about their drag than others, and hers seemed to be a, a little bit more, like the one thing, like a lot of it was kind of familiar talk about drag. The one thing that stood out to me was how 
from her point of view, she sort of calms down once she gets into drag. Like that, that doesn't like make her a bigger personality, but actually a smaller personality or a more tamed mm. personality. And I thought that was uh, a, uh, an interesting nuance. You don't really hear that often. Yeah, that's actually very true. Yeah, uh, yeah she. I think she, was it her that claimed that she had a very large following in L.A. And so that might also help her on the show. Uh, just having that confidence and you know being that experienced. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what, we'll see what happens with Dahlia. Now, Gigi Good is, I, I think, is it? Yes, it is Gigi. She's 21 for, from L.A. She's the one that's kind of sparked a lot of the don't compare queens. Oh, is it because of like Morgan McMichaels? Because of that yes. one look? That, that one incredible look. Incredible. <laughs> Mary, Queen of Scots, plaid, yes! Kate uh, Bush I hair. It. I mean, uh, that was uh, my favorite. Meet the Queens, like the that little section. Same. Uh, when same. she came out, I was like, this, this, more curly hair. This is great. Yes. Like, it was, yeah. I don't know. It was just so cool. I, I'm, I've never heard of Gigi Good before. I'm not super familiar with her, but... I uh, I'm really excited by her, and I really liked her Meet the Queens video. I just her personality was um, that was someone who was like, "Oh, I can't wait to see you again" in the first episode. Yeah, I mean, there were a couple of things that gave me pause uh, before I talk about that. Though she was there was this like Sigourney Weaver gorgeousness mm. that I was getting from her, and I was oh, like, "Girl, there is no uh, Dana. There's only Gigi Good." <laughs> yeah. I was going to make a Ripley alien reference, but I like that one better. Thank you. But I thought it was very interesting. She, she described herself as lost and delusional. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know how she, she can't touch her toes, but all of her performances in her mouth, which I loved. Yes. Um, And I, it was interesting because she also said, you will never see a queen like me on the show. And meanwhile, she's being compared to a very iconic queen since season two. Right. And I think that that's, I mean, that is always going to happen. And, and the only way, the only way these queens can kind of dispel that is just to then go on the show and prove it or go on social media and prove it. And I'm, that's what I'm hoping is that she's like, I could see that if I had just looked at her and I wasn't trying to sort of get to know the nuances, then it'd be easy to make a judgment of like, okay, you're pretty, you're young, you're, you know, you're just a look queen and you'll fall, you'll fall short once you have to like make something or once you have to perform something. And, you know, it's, I can, I can, it's a very easy, ignorant judgment. So I feel like the only option is just to like wait this period out until the show airs and people see what she can really do. Yeah, I feel like she's going to be great TV because she's not afraid to be vulnerable. I loved her story about being a bedroom queen slash a rock wall girl. Uh, I thought that was a great little story. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and she's also the youngest one on the season. So I think that many in the room will also try to pigeonhole her. And I think that will be a, a potentially great story is kind of like an Aquaria where actually I can do so much more mm-hmm. than what you think. Yeah. And drag race loves that narrative. So yeah. Um, yeah. hopefully we see that I'm, yeah, I'm really excited about her. Heidi in closet. I'm going to have trouble saying her name the whole time. Talk about a queen where you kind of want to cut off the last. Name. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Heidi in closet. Uh, Heidi in closet. Heidi in closet. Heidi in closet. I, you know, I, I could say it, but I'm saying in instead of N. Yeah, Heidi in closet. Heidi in closet. Yeah. yeah. It, it's sort of like, yeah, it's like wings and things. It's, you know, <laughs> it's like the, here's Heidi and here's a closet. Yeah, linens and things. Yes, yeah. that's what I'm thinking of, linens and things. I was like, it's not Bed Bath & Beyond. It's the one that, <laughs> yeah, things. it was the Pepsi of Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> Oh, well, that's very generous. Very. Oh, generous did you not think because... Linens and Things was nice? No, 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 no. It's not that I didn't think it was nice. It's just it didn't last long. Well, I know, but I just like, to me, I, I mean, Bed Bath & Beyond is like the reigning queen. I guess I'm when it comes to soda, if I were to be, uh, I think I like Coke more than Pepsi is what I'm saying. Wow. Mary's, you heard it here. I know. Colin likes Coke. Yep. More than Pepsi. Yep. Oh, my God. Well, you know, no shit. You guys got Coke here? Yeah, this is America. <laughs> yeah, you got to get um, there after the drugs, you know? <laughs> oh, thank you, Darian. Yeah. Um, so, Heidi, the, I, I just have to say this from the top because I did love this queen, like, a lot. But her glove. I, I kept saying, like, your gloves don't fit. <laughs> oh, those little finger gloves. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's just doing a shallow rectal exam with those. <laughs> It's like not really fisting. No, it's starter (laughs) fisting. You're like, you know, just to the knuckles. I'm just knuckling, just knuckling. What do they call that? They call that ducking, right? Because it's. Oh, yeah. It's like it's like it's just you just (laughs) it's the beak. beak. Yeah. You're not getting the whole Aflac duck in there, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You get the wings Uh, in there. That's when you're a real pro. But, Um, you know, I will say this. Um, she seemed a little inexperienced. Like, she kind of doesn't know what her drag is. Uh, at the same time, her her authenticity was all there, which I totally love. Like, when she said, girl, hello, get in there, about her gap, I laughed out loud. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. She has a pageant background, which I think is a great experience before going on this type of show. So she kind of knows, like, this is going to be a lot of work, and I got to think about more than my ego, you know? Yeah, I think that she is just oozing charisma. I am obsessed with her. I have no idea how she's going to do. She is giving me pizza queen at this point. And I know that is so early oh, to make that call. Too early. But too early. I, no, I, it's like, what am I What am I smelling? I'm smelling, what's in the closet? What's in, Come on, what's in the closet? Come on, what's in the closet? It's pizza. It might be pizza because I'm just so charmed. I think when she's like when she talked about how she got her name from like meeting men on the down low that they were always trying to get her goodies and whatnotries that I enjoyed. I um I can't wait. I cannot wait to see what this queen does. I really hope that her it's like it's like there's something about her that feels like she just like Tammy Brown, like she just marches through the world to the beat of her own drum. And I just want that beat to carry her through as much of this competition as possible. Oh, good. Yeah. Out of the closet, if you will. Yes. Out of the closet, you know, elbow, elbow, wrist, wrist, cross your heart and blow a kiss. (laughs) Uh, She had a great promo look with the large kind of fringe wings and the big hip pads. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought this was really cute. Uh, It was a bodysuit. So I was like, well, Let's hope that there's more than a bodysuit in her luggage. Um, but uh, I also love the red permed hair. It was very Witches of Eastwick. Yeah. Uh, I think. Uh, not Sigourney Weaver. Uh, no. What's her face? Uh, Susan um, Sarandon. Susan Sarandon. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And, you know, she certainly was leaning into a Beyonce 
fantasy here. And I would say mm. of all of the Beyonce queens, if that's what she was trying to do, this look, I was like, Meh, looks like Beyonce. Yeah. So <laughs> I did not get Beyonce. Yeah, I okay, did. Man. What were you like? <laughs> stopped at Latavia. You just, <laughs> you know. I just didn't get Beyonce. I was I was more in this Witches of Eastwick hair fantasy. Yeah. So. All right. Well, uh, I kind of love that. Um, I am very excited about Heidi. I'm very excited, and um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I I in contrast am very excited about Jackie Cox. I know this is biased because it's another NYC queen, but. Jackie Cox, well, first of all, and I know that this holds no weight, but perhaps is important when being put on TV, but Jackie Cox is a gorgeous, gorgeous boy. Oh, yeah? I don't think I've yes. seen Jackie. Um, I don't think I've seen Jackie's Cox. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Canadian Queen Mary. Oh, okay. yes. No, there's a lot here to love, and Canadian is a big part of it. Yes. Uh, Iranian is another part of mm-hmm. it, which I love. Canadian-Iranian, um, yeah. <laughs> um, I, a little, f- a kind of a goose egg is not the best sewer. Uh, like, avant-garde makeup is not her strength. So I wonder if that is a warning for the season ahead, uh, that they added that. Uh, it could also be a ruse, you know, that they're adding that in because she actually does do that really well. Sure. Right, yeah. I mean, that could be. I hope so because I think she's. There was so much like it was as if I had a checklist, and she was just checking every box. She said that she's giving you like somebody's aunt realness. She has shows that start in the evening at around seven p.m. She, you know, like there was there was so much there. She's Canadian. She, voice for the shy people. Voice for the shy people. Love. Like I, there was so much about this drag where I am. Yeah, I'm so gooped. And uh, yeah, sure, another New York queen. I'm, what are you going to do? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, that, I hope she turns out to be an Aunt Jackie. Oh, you know my God. I mean? I, yes, that's what I want. <laughs> I I feel like people might lean to comparing her to like Robbie Turner. And I'm hoping that that doesn't bear any weight because I think that well, Jackie's more than that. Yeah, uh, sure. Jackie. Yes. Have you ever seen Jackie perform? Uh, no, I've, I have not. No. Okay. Um, right. I've, uh, Jackie Cox was in a show that I saw once. Uh, she was like a guest. And uh, I, uh, to be honest with you, I don't remember exactly what she did. But I remember she was there. So I've heard the name before. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm not familiar with Jackie Cox performing. All right. Well, we are going to uh, we're going to find out. We're going to find out in about a month. Um, let's talk about the hyper femme woman. Jada Essence Hall. Yeah, your from fears. Mil- Milwaukee. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I, you know, like obviously aesthetically, this red, white, and blue look is everything that Trinity K. Bonet does well. Jada also does really well. It's just there is a very striking resemblance. Other than that, um, I don't know much about her. I. I got kind of like an adult in the room feeling from her, from her Meet the Queens video, which I'm I'm, I'm curious to see if that bears out. Um, mm. You know, I mean, I, I think that she's kind of continuing the, the Trinity Taylor tradition of, you know, yes, I'm a pageant queen, but pageant queens can be more than what you think they can be. And um, 
I don't know. I, that's also, that's like an exciting or an interesting setup for a contestant. You know, when someone sure. is one thing and then we see them attempt to be something or do something that we don't expect. Right. I think that's a great kind of act one is to set up, oh, this is this gorgeous look queen and then look what she can do mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. I You know, I love a breastplate. So Sure. Uh, yeah. Oh, she's the drag sister of Mercedes Iman Diamond. So. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Opulence. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Opulence. Uh, so let's move on to Sure Jan Sport. Uh, sure. When Jan's like, oh, my name's Jan. I'm like, Sure Jan. Sure Jan. <laughs> and so, and you know, I was going as this different name, but now I'm doing this and it's like, you're a sweet goose, but they asked yeah. you to cut that off. You wouldn't uh, have chosen this. Um, so disappointing. It's so disappointing. Yeah. Well, hopefully, well, people will get to know Jan Sport. The problem is now, you know, when she goes on tour, same with Britta, when they go on tour and when, you know, they create merch and all of that. I mean, so much, even when we interviewed her, so much of her brand is in her name in the sense of like Jan Sport, the backpack, this 90s. Uh, kind of piece of nostalgia is there, and uh, that kind of bugs me that they that she had to cut it. But you know, she's going to have to work even harder to to solidify herself. Already, she's making waves on the internet, uh, in on Instagram and things, and all of her performances are popping up. Like people know that she is a vocalist. Like she is not not just an amazing vocalist, but also like a fantastic lip syncer. And I, I'm just so excited that, you know, that's becoming part of her brand because she is a really, really talented singer. And so, you know, you had Courtney Act and you had a door that were on American Idol. Uh, and, you know, they, they, they went on to do other things. Jan Sport, I feel like if... She writes any of her own music or gets a really great producer. Like it could be a thing, and I, you know, not for nothing. She's one third of Stephanie's Child, and I know how she committed she is to that group. I just think that this is a great uh, spot for her to be in to be known as this vocalist. Yeah, and I mean, if anything, it's great for. I mean, she can then kind of help bring Stephanie's Child into whatever orbit that she gets launched into. So, uh, it's you know, it's. It's kind of cool. I think, like, certainly you've seen Stephanie's Child and you've seen her perform a lot. Oh, yeah. You know, sort of before Drag Race. So it'll be interesting to see how that all translates onto the show and then, like, what happens afterwards. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, And Alexis Michelle's daughter. Yeah. Not for nothing. Yeah. Alexis Michelle, uh, the house of Alexis. Yeah. um, Which is uh, worth noting. You know, I also remember from our interview how much of a reference queen she is. Uh, She's very open-minded. I just, yeah, I I, I root for Jan. I don't know how she's going to fare as, you know, one of the five NYC queens. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I, I'm also giving pause to how much activity she's having on social media with what she's producing. And I'm kind of like, uh, is this the you know horse before the carriage type of thing? Um, so sometimes when I see that, it means that they go home a little bit sooner than we'd like. Yeah, when they produce a lot of content early, it's because the window's a little bit smaller. Right. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Sasha Bell did that. Yeah. Um, well... I guess we'll see. Um, yeah, hopefully. I mean, I appreciated appreciated the purple tracksuit and the backpack. It was very like Aunt Sassy's daughter, cousin Jan. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see like yeah, 
there was I, I feel like that would be um I hope there's more backpacks. I hope that she mm. has yeah, I hope that she finds a way to bring Jan Sport into her look and into her drag on drag race. Um because otherwise, yeah, I feel like people are gonna be like, Why is your name Jan? <laughs> Why is it just Jan? Sure, sure, sure Jan. And she's like, Please welcome to the stage, Debbie. You know, I mean <laughs> It's just, it's like, I think about how, you know, there's no baby Debbies anymore. No one names a baby Debbie anymore. And it's, <laughs> it's disappointing. I love a Debbie. 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 I love a Debbie. I love a Debbie. My mom's name. Yeah. Deb. I, a Debbie. How many Debbies Deb. do you know other than, uh, you know, uh, of a younger age? Right. No, I don't know any young, young, young Debbies. Uh Deborah's, you know, uh, it, it's rare. Deborah's, it's yeah. Rare. Deborah. That'd be a good drag name is Debbie Little. Debbie Little. Instead of Little Debbie. <laughs> oh, because, well, do you think they would cut off Little? No, I think you could get away with it. I think that you could do Debbie Little. Sport Jan. Sport Jan. Sport Jan. Sport Jan. I mean, Sport she should have changed her name to Sure Jan. Oh, oh, I get it. Yeah, Sure Jan. Ugh, that would have been great. Yeah. Sure Jan. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, let's talk about Nikki Dahl, uh, a queen that I am not familiar with at all from NYC. Uh, French queen. Okay, Mary. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's notable. Ooh la la. First, yeah. Yes, ooh la la. C'est cher. No, merci. Uh, she's the French first French queen. You know what I did love? Because I thought it was interesting how, you know, the whole promo colors are red, white, and blue which are the same colors as France, okay, not for nothing. But I was like, um, she's French. But her story was, or her kind of reading of it was fabulous. She's like, well, you know, I'm a passport, green-carded queen. It was really hard to get here. I've done all of this in a different language than my own. And how American is that? And I was like, work, girl, work. Yeah. Way to, way to make sense of that. So, right. uh, yeah, I was kind of excited at kind of how cerebral that was. And uh, obviously, this is a, like... Look, runway, fucking phenomenal queen. Uh, so I, I, I was, it was giving me life. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. I don't, obviously, I am not familiar with Nikki before this, but I'm excited to see how, like, this is a queen where, like, I don't really know what, what to expect, and so that's why I'm excited. I feel like it's like a Violet Chachki where each week is going to be different, and I think this is the kind of personality where it'd be easy to say like oh well we'll see what happens in the performance challenges like she seems really quiet or seems kind of cold but i bet this bitch is going to just turn into you know gerard depardieu the moment she steps out onto that sound stage catherine deneuve yeah yeah <laughs> catherine De catherine deneuve better work <laughs> yes <laughs> that's cute mary you know i i gotta say her saying in her promo video, this is a very strong season and I wasn't expecting that, that kind of made me think, I don't know if she goes very far. Mm, I hear that. Yeah. Uh, it'd be a bummer if she you know, did planes, trains and automobiles to get to Simi Valley and then she had to go home. <laughs> <laughs> planes, trains and automobiles. Is that what yeah. she, she's going to be a planes, trains and automobiles? Queen. Yeah, she okay, just Mary. yeah, she had to go a long distance. You know, she had to get a, she had to get a. a Something stamped in order to be on this show. <laughs> Did you get anything stamped? Uh, it was her tramp stamp. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, Mary? All right, Mary. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Nikki, Nikki Doll, right out of the box. Yeah. <laughs> Fresh out of the box. 
Remember all that? Fresh out of the box. Stop, look, and watch. Ready yet? All set. All that. I don't remember <laughs> you that. Don't remember. I, don't I might be getting some that. of the words wrong, but there's like four people listening who are... Um, wish I didn't do that, but they knew what I was talking about. Oh, I only know the theme song. You know, that's like the very opening of it. It's like the very opening, oh. like before it really gets before the the that you know singing part starts that I can't do. Uh, that you hate? That I probably. hate? No, I just like the little fresh out of the box. Stop looking, yeah, watch. Okay. All right, you don't have to do it again. Thanks, Mary. <laughs> Uh, Ready yet? Well, uh, okay, go on. Sorry. <laughs> Let's talk about Rockham Sakura, uh, 28 from San Francisco. San Francisco tween- queen. All right, Mary? Yeah, I think it is it Rockham Sakura. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, and <laughs> so here's the deal. That was not me trying to be like, um, excuse me. Well, you know, please. No, 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 no. Please welcome I, to the I, stage. I was... Well, actually. Uh I was setting you a beach ball. Oh, worry. Oh, oh, yeah. you were. Oh, you are. I Well, here's the thing is I. I think that it is an appropriate mispronunciation because I think I read some quote where she said, like, I know that people are pronouncing my name wrong and I don't mind because, like, I hate myself or something like that. It was like one of those, like, dark Katya jokes. Like, and doesn't mind because, like, I hate I hate my very existence or something weird like that. So that was that was a first impression. So, Mary, this is the queen that's giving me Pizza Queen vibes. Really? Yes, really. Really? Uh, I, I loved how she said, you know, if there's conflict, I'll deflate a little bit. You know, I'll listen. Uh, I, I, I love how she put it. She's like, I want to be a catalyst to feel unashamedly happy and joyful. I was like, girl, I that is that's what I want to hear from a drag performer, like somebody that just wants to brighten the room. And I was I was here for it. I love that she did the, you know, the death drop uh, shablam at the end of her her promo. And uh, yeah, I was just totally into it. Um, I, I will say many people are also calling this queen out which is unfair uh, because they're talking about, you know, how her eye makeup kind of tricks your eye. Oh, you know, and I'm, I'm a telling you, Mary, it's not fair to make that comparison. Oh, God. Put another idiot on the Barbie. You know, like I. Like I can't like I can't and I won't. I, I, oh, yeah, God. I can't. Like, I won't. I mean, and. And I feel like they're just stan accounts where they're like, you stole that look. It's like, get the fuck off my feet. I know. Just <laughs> get out. Yeah. At Katia Mattel 17 is mad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> tricks are for kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but anyway, I, I'm loving Rock'em Sakura. Uh, this and I also love the look—the captain's hat with the horns coming out. I was like, "Girl, oh!" And not for nothing, there were a lot of pants on this runway, and I was here for it. Yeah, if I mean, that's that's what I'm hoping for this season is is if not a whole pants challenge, a queen who purely does pants. I want pants, 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 queens in pants on this runway. Mm, I yeah, just, pants, 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 pants. <laughs> um. I, yes, I, Rock'em Sakura, I, I, this is a queen where I'm like, okay, got it. 
thank you, Ross. I'll take that on, and I'll see you at the first episode. I, 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 yeah, I can't disagree more, Mary. I think Rock. I, I can't wait till the the you know the the workroom. Hey, Rock. Hey, Rock. Hey, Rockum. Hey, Rockum. Hey, Rockum. Rockum. I wonder if it's gonna be Rockum or Rock. Well, and then when she was talking about the in her Meet the Queens video, she kind of kept talking about the character as Sakura, as if that that was the character's name. Mm. So, what about what about the Rockum? You know. <laughs> Yeah, is it just going to be, you know, deflated like paper? Yeah, uh, you, you're going to rock them or you're going to sock them. <laughs> you got two choices in this world. You can either rock them or you can sock them. Uh, first you pack them and then you ship them. And what do you do after you <laughs> after pack you them? them. Yeah, after, yeah. <laughs> you ship them, you filthy animal. Lots of luck, you, lots of luck, you smart ass. <laughs> I, After you soccer them, <laughs> you rock you them. Rock em. <laughs> I just think there's going to be so many puns for Rue and the judges to go on for Rockham that they're going to they're going to keep her for that alone. You know, maybe she'll win two challenges in a row, and they'll say she's on a Rockham roll. <laughs> or maybe she had a rocky start. Maybe, but, yeah. But she'll eventually climb the mountain. You know. Yeah, she will. Uh... She may have Sakura'd at the first challenge, but she's going to rock them at the next challenge. That's not it, sis. <laughs> sis, sis, do better. Not a good look. Do, not a good look, sis. <laughs> not a good look. Not a good look, sis. Not a good Katia look, Mattel, sis. 17, yeah. says, not a good look, sis. Oh, my God. Please don't look up Katia Mattel, 17, because that might be an account. I am tempted. Let's. No. I won't. I won't say anything if it is. I'll just very quietly okay. move okay. on to the okay. next topic. But if I were to look up, what is it? Katia Mattel. It's Mattel with an A. Mattel. Oh, this goddamn, like, 13-year-old Stan accounts. It's just like, girl, I wish your parents had more monitoring of your activity. I know. Oh I wish y'all had AOL parental controls like I did. Um, uh, I changed the password anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I... Oh, yeah. I mean, I would just go on under, like, uh, guests so that it wouldn't track my, uh, my activity. Um, there is not a Katia Mattel 17, but there are definitely four Katia Mattels with different numbers at the end. Oh, no way. Oh, my God. Katia Mattel. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I don't uh, think any of them, I don't think we're connected to any of them. I, if they are listening okay. right now, if you are listening and you can prove it, you'll get a free Matreon subscription. Oh, no, Mary. That's not true because they're totally going to just make one. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, great. Well, let's talk about Sherry Pie, uh, 27 from New York City. Sherry Pie, I've seen perform and is an amazing lip syncer, is hilarious, had a series at Rebar every Monday where she would like drag up a, you know, pop culture reference. So like Little Shop of Horrors and uh, Hello Dolly. And, it, you know, they would perform songs from whatever the show was, but it would be all kind of like drag and um, irreverent. And, oh, it was just so creative. And I have to say that I love Sherry Pie's Instagram. There are just so many amazing looks that are very, very diverse and uh, creative. So definitely check out her Instagram. I feel like Sherry Pie, Colin, is also your type of drag. This kind of like 1950s pinup punnery. Yeah, I, I need to do some exploring of Sherry Pie. I 
I've heard the name. I'm like familiar with her existence and uh, trying not to confuse her with Mary Cherry or Sherry Vine, you know, just, you know, I, knowing that there is a third queen named Sherry Pie. I, I, her meet the, here's what I'm excited by is that I, her meet the queens video. I was like, Ooh, this is a lot. This is a lot of queen. This might be more queen than I need. Um, but I may be wrong about Sherry Pie. I have not seen her perform. So, you know, more than I do. I was surprised that she's only 27. She certainly reads as an older queen, the way she kind of paints and the drag that she does. But mm. I'm not necessarily against that because, you know, if we don't make these references, we lose these references. So it's nice to see younger queens kind of keeping old traditions and references alive. Uh, I I'm, I hope that people are not comparing her to Mimi I'm first, but I guess I could understand why someone might without more references, you know? I see that. I guess I'm just too familiar with Sherry Pie. Like, she's a great performer. I can see how maybe the competition will get to her because there is so much fashion on the season. Mm -hmm. And that isn't, that isn't what Sherry Pie... I mean, she does fashion, and it's really well done. But it's not the serious kind of um, Aquaria, uh, Brooklyn Heights type of um, drag. Like, it, there is fun and joy that's put into it. I mean, even her promo look was this like pinup Playboy bunny, but it was navy blue, right? So it was just a little bit more matured and less slutty. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be that's kind of what I'm thinking is, you know, sometimes when the aesthetic is like this, it's hard it sticks out in certain challenges and and queens that are more fashion forward um tend to fare better in certain challenges. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how we'll see how she does. I think that she is going to be it's going to be her and Britta at the top of the pack of the NYC queens. Okay, so you think that Nikki and Jackie and Jan are, you know, they're no they're no match for Britta and Sherry. I I think that what the competition is going to call for and the stories that the competition are trying to tell are going to lend themselves more to Sherry and to Britta. And, not, and I'm not discounting Miss Geist. Like, I'm not discounting those other three queens because let me tell you, I am so excited for Jackie Cox and am fucking in love with Jan. I just don't know how they're going to tell those stories. Ditto. Ditto. I am, I'm not placing my hat on any rack because I have no idea. Um, I have no idea. I have no idea. I could see a queen like Sherry, you know, going the distance. I could see a queen like Sherry being sent pack in the first episode. But you could probably say that about most of these queens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, right. Right. Because we don't know them that way. Right, right. Right. And I feel like there are, you know, I think about like when, um, oh, what's her name? Kelly Mantle was on. And it's like, oh, this is a this is a veteran queen. She's been in movies. Just wait till she gets to Snatch Game. That's what she's on the show for. There's that feeling. And she makes it to like episode 1A, you know? So. Mm -hmm. 1A, yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Better put these things back <laughs> on. Ready to rock em, sock em. <laughs> yeah. Woo! All right, a rock em, Sakura. Yeah, I. We'll see. I think it's worth a Meet the Queens episode to make some sort of predictions that are yeah. going to be wrong. Yeah. So I'm not afraid to say it. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited about Cherry Pie being on the show. I I do wonder if they're going to, you know, if 
she's going to falter in the beginning and then lip sync and do really well. You know, who knows? Uh, but the, the one thing I do know, I'm 80% sure, is that they film these Meet the Queens after the season is filmed. Yeah, I feel like I'd heard in the past maybe that, I think like the, I don't remember which season it was, where they filmed them after the first episode had like been filmed. And so like the queen who went home already knew, like maybe it was season six, but this mm. could be totally different. Yeah. Again, I'm not too sure. And we should maybe do some research about that because there are potential Easter eggs then. And I kind of referenced some of them that I heard like, you know, a queen saying, man, there's a lot of talent on this season, Nikki doll. And it's like, Oh, what did you mean by that? And, uh, I think it was Jackie Cox, uh, who said she's, you know, not the best sewer. And I'm like, well, what, what, should we read between the lines there? Right. Um, But also, again, maybe it's, I'm not the best sewer. And fake out, I fucking killed it with super glue. Right. And that's sort of part of like these queens getting more fluent on how to be on Drag Race is like how to, what to say in the Meet the Queens video to kind of like get people it's kind of, you know, it's like a pageant, right? The Meet the Queens videos are a pageant. Who are people going to, like, root for? And, you know, yeah. who are people going to be excited to watch? And and that could be a great way to kind of keep somebody guessing about you. Mm. Well, we should uh, end with our last queen, last but not least, uh, Widow Von Du from Kansas City Mo. Yes, yes, another Kansas City queen. Um, I'm not familiar with Widow Von Du. I I feel like she and Dahlia both were the kind of queen to say, like, you can come up and talk to me. I feel like I literally heard both of those. <laughs> or maybe it was Britta who said that. But I I'm not bad, I just paint that way. Yeah, I just know? I think yeah. that the the framework of like you can come up and talk to me, it's so um it's so true because yeah, you see a drag queen, you're like, uh so are you like one of those drag queens that likes to talk to people, or are you like I put a quarter in and you eviscerate me, you know? <laughs> I think you're projecting a lot, Mary. But yes, you're right. There are queens where you go up to them and you're like, whoa, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think I think that's that's the truth, girl. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all basically sexual beings. And I do know, notice that there are queens that talk to you if you're attractive or, you know, put up pictures of with you if you're attractive, like retweet them. Um, and so, you know, it, that doesn't change just because you get in a drag. So that could also be part of it. But I don't know if Widow's that type of queen. It sounds like she is, uh, you know, I believe her when she says, you know, you can, I'm pretty nice, you know? Sure. I, it's, it's a, it, it's just an interesting observation of that, that that is something mm. that's true. And people talk about that at like drag con of like, oh, I saw her there. And then like, there's the sort of second step of, and then I talked to her and it actually turned out she was really nice. Like people are always <laughs> so surprised. And I, I mean, I, I get that. And so uh, that was something I took away from Widow. I, she's a, she's a queen where I kind of have, I don't know where to land on her. You know, I, at one point, she says, you know, don't blink or you're going to miss something great on this show. And I thought, does that mean you're not oh, sticking around very long? Right, or, right. Um, so I just, I have no idea. Some queens, I just am like, you know, catch me outside. I don't know. I'll see you when we get there. That's See you when we get there, <laughs> queens. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, you know, I got to say, the fan's back. Uh, I loved her fanography. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, was, she was also wearing that, you know, purple furry people eater 
fabric that reminded me of Trinity Taylor's mm-hmm. Meet the Queens look. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I was like, well, you know, maybe she goes far. Uh, maybe that's the lucky purple fur. You purple mink, uh, Dolores, you know? Oh, I know. It's yours now. You deserve it. Yeah. Uh, Connie LaRocca. Uh, it's his wife's coat. Widow's coat. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's widow's <laughs> coat. Um, yeah, we'll see about Widow. Uh uh, what's widow? Widow. Sorry, I think ditto. Sure. Um, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and that's but, uh, um, that's an appropriate yeah. joke because there's a widow in Ghost. Oh, no, oh good no. one, Mary. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good one. Like I'm. Don't patronize me. <laughs> uh, well, you know, speaking of Patreon. Um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Y'all wanted oh. a transition. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, follow us on patreon.com backslash all right, Mary, for more episodes every single week. Um I I like I liked Widow's energy. Uh I liked what she was saying about, you know, wearing her body outward, right? She doesn't want to be covered up. Um, you know, I'm just like, okay, work. You know, do something more than, you know, the the, the tarp that you put over yourself. Right, like the one that you're wearing in this promo video. <laughs> No, those pants, those pants. Are you kidding me? Is she? No. The pants? I, I, I don't even think. I guess I noticed I noticed the flared shoulders and hips, but I guess I didn't notice the pants. I'm talking about the red, white, and blue look, to be specific. Oh, yes, no. Okay, I'm talking about okay. those those waiters that they had her in. Mm. <laughs> The waiters, yeah, the like the oh, like Wade in the water, Wade in the water, okay, yeah. I and I am I am prone to believe that these looks are not these queens' choices. These are the looks they're put in. So I'm not judging. I disagree. I disagree. I think the assignment was, you know, make a red, white, and blue look for your promo. I don't think that they give them promo looks. They've never done that before. I think they have. Yeah, they've totally done that. That was like uh, they gave. Uh, I feel like there's some hand in it. There's some producer hand because I know like Nino Bonita Brown, they gave her a look. There was another one from like season 11 where they gave her the look. Like I am will I think I am giving Widow the benefit of the doubt that she did not look at these pants and say, "Yeah, these will do." <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, I don't know. I feel like it was like, "Hey, we need this type of look. Get it together in a week and a half." And some queens had money and some queens didn't. Or some queens had resources and others didn't. You know what I mean? So I, that's what I feel like. I feel like they didn't give, uh, who was it, Rock'em Sakura that, uh, that look. Rock'em Sakura. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, uh, she, they, no, because she, she stole that makeup look from Trixie Mattel, who invented <laughs> the under-eye white makeup. Oh, my God. Thanks, Katya Trixie Thanks, 17. Katya Mattel 17. <laughs> Katya Mattel, yeah. <laughs> No, Mary. They made they brought these looks. I mean, I think of like Jaden Essence Hall. Like that look was hers. The breastplate, everything. No, that's hers. Well, then, Widow, this one's on you, girl. <laughs> this one's on you, girl. I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. Oh, uh, Widow Von Don't. You know. What yeah, I'm saying, exactly. Mary? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Widow Von Doodoo. <laughs> oh, you said doodoo. Yeah. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Anyways, um, you know, we're we're kind of talking about that red, white, and blue look. It is worth noting, you know, it's very interesting times to have a red, white, and blue theme for a promo. It's very on brand with Drag Race and with RuPaul and this idea of, like, no, this is America. I'm holding on to that. 
you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I think the it, I said yeah, yeah, like I was tired of it. I think it, it is a it's an interesting time. I guess I I maybe don't really know what to say because I'm I'm curious to see how much they really do this in the season. If there is a lot of like the way we had the Trump the musical, you know, I mm-hmm. I feel like each year post election the show has gotten more political and I'm curious to see if it like goes full tilt in the year of an election, of an actual election, you know? And an important yeah, one, yeah. like a really fucking important one. I'm curious to see yeah. if this is just like a hint at how like political RuPaul's going to be with this show. Yeah, and the producers. Yeah, I. Um, it's hard to say. I will say, I uh, and it's, it bears repeating. I loved Kudala Korn's reading of it and referencing Drag Race Thailand XOXO, RuPaul's Drag Race XOXO. Yeah. <laughs> um. I yeah that that tickled me. I I was a. It, it, I think we talked about this in the season seven um, reunion episode, but yeah, how there was. Um, it was interesting how there were so many allusions to Drag Race Thailand season two, Dragula season three. Um, mm. Except trans contestants. Well, except for having trans contestants. <laughs> that was the only thing they didn't pull from Drag Race Thailand or Dragula. Um, uh-huh. Right. <laughs> oh, well, you know. Uh, oh, well. Yeah. So Maybe next year. Maybe oh, next year. God. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm, you know, it, it's about to break, Mary. I feel it. I feel it. It has to. Oh, yeah, and it, it's it's just so weird because it's like, well, it like in a way that it already has, right? Like the fact that there was Dracula and Landon Sider and Hollow Eve, and the fact that Gia Gunn was on All Stars Four and was openly trans. Like, it's it seems so. It's not that people are making a big deal out of something that's already happening. It feels like there's a trajectory in both on the show and in kind of like the adjacent drag shows, Drag Race Thailand and Dragula, where it would just feel like the natural progression to have finally have trans performers, open, more openly trans performers on Drag Race. Like it just seemed yeah. like the RuPaul loves to talk about like a window opening and an op- a window of opportunity opening. And I think it was so perfect timing for it to happen right now. And the fact that that didn't happen, I think is maybe part of what feels so frustrating is like, this was your moment. Mm. This was my moment. So it's my moment. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, yeah. I definitely hear that. And you know, I know that, uh, who was it? Aiden Zane and, uh, Dahlia Sin. They're, they're getting a lot of, uh, flack because of past posts that seemed, uh, you know, anti, uh, trans performers being on the show and things like that and making their own stance and having opinion about it. Uh, so it, it certainly is time to have the discussion in that producer room. I think so. I think, and it would be, that would be something I'd be so interested in. We talk about like the behind the scenes. I would just be so curious about where and how that fell into the conversation this year, if it did at all. Um, and how it is included in the season. Like, I think that's something maybe they haven't, I can't, I don't, I don't know. Right. Like, I don't know how they think about, you know, if they're thinking about racial diversity, if they're thinking about like what other factors they're thinking of outside of like, which are the performers we're most excited by, you know? Yeah. Or which performers have the most followers. I mean, it almost half of this cast is from New York and half of the cast is from a coastal city. 
right? So, or over half, right? Because seven of them are from New York or LA uh, and San Francisco. So it's like, there has to be those conversations, right? Because there's so many more people that are applying and is it, is it the, the casting where they're like, ah, you're not ready? Or is it down to, oh, this person has a big following, they are ready. And does that really factor into why people watch the show or like why? No. Right? No. It doesn't bother me at all. I actually prefer when it's queens I haven't heard of because right. it's exciting. So in some ways it's like, you know, it shouldn't make a difference. Like, and we've seen queens with big followings not do well. We've seen queens with no followings do incredibly well. Like it just doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't ensure better a better season or better tv from a reality tv standpoint you know i'm gonna argue for the case of more not necessarily coastal queens but queens that have had the opportunity to experience drag and doing their drag outside of drag race right queens that when they put out their audition video which is a big part of this process where it doesn't sound like they are trying to fill a void. They are not trying to check a box. They're not trying to be something they're not. They're not responding to something that they've seen for 11 seasons and five all-stars, four all-stars. Uh, that they are you know, in their own drag and it's very apparent that they are going to act and be a certain way on the show that, that is needed. As opposed to someone who's gonna come on the show and it, it, you know, and do a, a you know, a Project Runway Junior where they're just echoing what they've seen the adults do. You know what I mean? So, because we're now in this stage of like generational queens coming on the show, yeah, <laughs> oddly, mm -hmm. and and I and I think that that might be a factor where there are people that are auditioning for the show and are thinking, oh, this is what you want, this is what you want, instead of being authentic. Yeah, and I think that that's something like RuPaul has flagged of, you know, he can tell when folks are doing that. But I think that point of like these generational queens, queens who were kids when Drag Race started and, you know, became drag queens because of Drag Race. And that is like their primary influence that, you know, I mean, I don't know, Bob the Drag Queen started because of RuPaul's Drag Race, you know, and I think, mm, but right. there's a queen who's, you know, who's great. It's... I don't know. I think that's a it's a tricky question of like what is the difference between you know a queen who mostly knows how to do drag because of RuPaul's Drag Race and a queen who's kind of like gone down a very specific route of their own and figured it out their own way. There's probably pros and cons of both, right? Like learning how to do drag from RuPaul's Drag Race, there's there is probably some sense of well-roundedness. There is like a, oh, I I should learn how to sew, you know, whereas another queen is like, I'm not learning how to sew. That's not the drag I do. So sure. there's I think there's reasons where it helps and reasons where it hinders. Mm. Yeah, I always worry for the for the, the younger queens or the bedroom queens uh, because so much of TV and this show is about being funny mm -hmm. and making Rue laugh and doing all of that. So they have less practice than someone who performs in the clubs, you know, four nights a week in New York or L.A., you know? Yeah, they don't know if they're going to make anyone fucking laugh. Um, <laughs> it's important. It's the most important thing. Make me fucking laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. 
So okay, <laughs> well, with that, uh, that's our season twelve Meet the Queens cast marries. Uh, again, all of these are hot takes. Uh, we hope to be wrong. We hope to. We hope all of the queens, you know, that she sends them all home. Yeah, send uh, them all home. <laughs> Nicole. Uh, anyway, I do hope for this season that there is some shakeup of the formula, that there is, you know, a, a less focus on making buffoons of the queens and more of a focus on, wow, all of them did really well. And yeah, so I hope that there's an upset every week in that sense. Um, I, I do hope that there's less, you know, producer rigor morris and, uh, I don't know. That's where I am with it. Yeah. I'm I'm genuinely excited about it. I, you know, I, I don't know. Sometimes I think, oh, try grace fatigue, blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't know. Then they, then the Meet the Queens video comes out and we get to meet all these new queens and then we get excited by them and I forget that I was tired. So it's a weird thing to be tired of. <laughs> you know, it's like, really? Yeah. You're tired of this? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, then just like watch it later. <laughs> When it's over. Yeah. Like, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not go. forcing you to watch it. <laughs> Agreed. I think that's a really great reminder is nobody's forcing you to watch this. Nobody's forcing you to listen to this uh, podcast either. No. Uh, so, for the same reason, queens don't deserve hate, we don't deserve the hate either. Uh, Fingers no, crossed. Yeah, we're I just know, a right? couple of schmoes with opinions and microphones. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, it. yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, Gilly. Yeah, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Wet. <laughs> Wet. Uh, come on, Val. I have to defecate. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, the noise. Anyway, uh, that this is our comeback. Yeah. Um, Marys, we are officially, uh, you know, approaching the landing, uh, or th- you know, we're on the runway about to take off. Yeah, we're into yeah. Uh, a longer season ahead. Um, so we have some episodes coming up uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, but if you have any thoughts on season twelve, Meet the Queens, you can let us know uh, by emailing us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or uh, www.tasteofreality.com backslash allright-mary. You can find us on Twitter at allrightmary or you can find me on Twitter at johnnyalso1 or Instagram at johnnyalso. And you can, of course, hear more of me on my podcast in the details, A Celebration of Nuance, or my other podcast, Best Supporting Podcast, where I'm cleaning out on Best Supporting Actresses with Nick Kachano. And you can get more of me on Twitter at Colin Trucker, Instagram at Colin Trucker underscore, and you can get more of both of us, including a bonus episode every week, and including during the live season, a, our nuance episodes will be moving to Patreon. So if you want to get in on that, that is at patreon.com backslash all right, Mary. All right, Mary. Well, uh, I'm, I'm excited for season 12. I, I hope in the coming weeks that there's even more kind of you know, th- information that we find out and little clips and things. Uh, so I am excited to kind of start following these queens and seeing what they're up to as they promote the show. Uh, so uh, please, uh, Marys, uh, join us in welcoming this cast and uh, we'll see you next week. So yeah.